BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's December 15th, Friday, 2023. I messed up the, uh, I messed up my own intro. I'm Matchel Pearl and it's time to get in the weeds. Jeremy Lambert's very scared. He jumped for a minute when I said what I said. What are these numbers, Joel? December 15th, 2023. I am Matchel Pearl and it's time to get in the weeds. That's what no, the, the, the numbers in the, oh, what is going on? What is happening? I guess we're, we're super is what we are. I think what happened, no, I, okay, let's, let's, okay, let's address this. We'll pull the curtain back. <laughs> Normally we can see in the corner of our stream yard, which is where we stream everything. We can see the number of people watching the show to be up front. We usually have about a hundred people joining and hundred people watching the show live. And then, it, you know, people watch the replay. Uh, StreamYard just did an update over the last 24, 48 hours to uh, include Instagram live. Oh, and, and I, I guess Twitter, because like there's a lot of people yes. in the chat here uh, saying like Twitter and stuff. Yes. So it says like someone joined. Sorry to put you out on whoever you are, Matthew. But regardless, now it's going to show who's totally watching that it'll include Twitter. Oh, that's scary. People watch this show. It's going to get worse when we start doing Instagram live. I've already linked my account. I should have I should have taken off the Twitch and put on my Instagram. Nobody follows you on Instagram. Yeah, that's true. That is now I'm sad. Oh, that's scary. Don't watch this show, everybody. No, keep watching the show. This show is what gets us like everything we need. People come and join us to talk about television and pizza and food. And then wrestlers come in and join us on the stories. And eventually they tell us about, you know, giant members of the wrestlers they face in the ring shout out to puff that was a great interview we had with him uh it wasn't even an interview it was literally just us the three of us just talking about whatever that's what we do that's what in the weeds is we spend two hours every monday wednesday and friday here on fightful overbooked talking about literally everything it could be wrestling it could be not it could be whatever you want so uh that's what we do we also uh, love your thumbs up and we love it when you share the video and when you retweet it, engage with it, get out there, do it. There's your thumbs up. And of course, you can support us here. Subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash Overbooked. And if you are so inclined, you can leave a super chat on YouTube. Any amount of your question or statement read on the air. Jeremy, we might have to start uh, working on, on a Humper Chat variant for this show 
if people are going to start watching us on the Twitter. What what are we going to call that? Uh, weed chats. Send us weed money, weed. everybody. <laughs> Send us weedies. I don't know what to go. You know what? We'll let the chat decide what we're what we're calling them. I feel like we've done this bit before, and we just never anyway. sold on anything. It's just yeah. good stuff. Oh, weed. I like this suggestion by Why Sellable, by the way. We need some like jazz covers of wrestling themes while while we wait. Can we do this? Yeah, I could probably. This is another Tim project that I need to add to his list. You got to get Tim to do the intro, the new intro again. I'm hoping in the new year. In the new year, we'll have Tim do some stuff. Why? Why is dime bags? That's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And especially for me, who's a metal fan and dime bag Daryl from Pantera was the man. Yeah, I like that. That's a little that's a little good hint. Yeah, daffodils. Our our fans are are daffodils. Our friends, not fans. We're all friends here. Daffodils. (laughs) I'm not giving you money to buy weed from high schoolers. First of all, we buy them from 11th graders outside PS 118, just like Nana. We're we're doing things like Nana does. What is PS 118? Is that a recess? Is that I just I just threw out a number. Maybe it is recess. But I mean, New York thing is public schools, and then they're numbered. I thought I thought PS one eighteen was was uh, recess. I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but it's possible. PS it just sound it sounds like a uh, a uh, okay yeah oh PS one eighteen was Hey Arnold it was Hey Arnold oh there we go recess was Third Street okay there you go look at us I, was, I knew I knew PS one eighteen was like something uh, you guys are wrong it's not recess it's apparently Hey Arnold. Jeff Valley Driver saying me and Joel can just walk to the store. It's true. Here's, here's a weed shop within a striking distance of everywhere you go. I okay. Before we start talking about literally nothing, I uh, I took my kid to daycare today. I I don't normally do that on show days. Normally, my partner will take the kid in the morning and then I'll pick him up. But uh, this morning was a little different. It was uh, just I had the time and I said I'll do it. And then on the way back, we live near an A and W. Jeremy, this has to be the worst A&W in the entire known universe because I got to the A&W and you know how they have like the, the daily deals or not the daily deals, but like the, the value menu. Everyone has a, has a value menu, right? They want $4 for their little dinky breakfast wraps. Other locations do it for like three, three twenty-five. No, they, they want $4, $4, 10 cents. What is this garbage? Gonna be honest with you, Joel. Never been to an A and W. That's fine. I just go do enjoy their root beer. I, I enjoy the A and W root beer, but never, never had the the food. Never been to like one of those locations or whatever. So can't was, comment on that. I can say this: A and W for a while had some of the best burgers, and in in the fast food sphere because it didn't just look tiny and you know McDonald'sy. It was a little more substantial. And then they were like, no, we're premium and we do this and we do that. And they became a gimmick. It's just not, it's not worth it anymore. Especially this location. They're just, they gouge you. It's garbage. Hate it. Let me tell you, let me tell you about my food experience this week. So raw went to raw on Monday. As people know, we're just all talking about food today. Again, this is now we just talk about, are we just a hunger podcast? Yeah. Yeah. I get very hungry on the show. Me too. Raw went to Raw. Was ordering. We talked about the pizza and how my my delivery was an hour after I scheduled. I won't go back to that. So the the wife and I had to to leave, um, and we didn't get the pizza. So we stopped at McDonald's uh, to get food on the way out. Right. So we order our food and everything, 
And like the order was a little like I ordered one thing and then the person tried to tell me my total. Now, usually they ask, like, is that all? Can I get anything else? You know, but like this person is just like, nope, here's your total. I was like, oh, I wasn't done yet. I had more to like order. So I ordered the rest of my food. So I was very worried about um, I, I was very worried about the order getting messed up. Fortunately, all the food order was correct. Every time I go to McDonald's, sweet tea, got to have a sweet tea at mcdonald's because they they don't do sweet tea in ohio Ohio's just weird yeah i don't i don't get it but like they don't do a good sweet tea in ohio but mcdonald's that's just uniform sweet tea right so get get a sweet tea and we go, go to the mcdonald's i get my tea the order's correct last time at this mcdonald's when i ordered a sweet tea they gave me unsweet tea un and the worst worst thing in the world is you're expecting to taste a nice sweet tea and you taste an unsweet tea. So we're pulling out of the drive uh, of the McDonald's. And I'm like, I swear, if I got another unsweet tea from this place, I'm going to be so, so angry. I take a sip. What do I taste, Joel? The unsavory, unsweet tea from McDonald's. Just oh, horrifying. No. Horrifying. <laughs> Hated it. I I about I I threw it on the ground almost. Thank Joel. you. Almost had to throw it on the ground. Just I need a sweet tea, everybody. Cam, Cam Hawkins is here. It's his birthday. I just brought him on with like unknowingly almost. You know what I'm talking about with the sweet tea, Cam? Yeah, being 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 a Texas boy, gotta have sweet tea. Can't do unsweet tea. Yeah. It's and up here in Ohio, they don't get it. Like they're like, oh no, what's a, what's a sweet tea? <laughs> What do you mean what's a sweet tea? Take a tea, just dump a bunch of sugar in it. That's all I care about. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Happy birthday, Cameron. How Happy birthday, you? Cam. I thanks guys. I appreciate it, man. We'll How are you there. celebrating your birthday? Um, we've got a lot going on, man. Headed to the headed to the barbershop now. Um gonna shoot down the San Antonio Lakers Spurs game. Um hmm. have a little party with the homies uh after the game. You know, good stuff. Okay, so let's talk Lakers Spurs. Joel's going to be very not clued in on, on the no basketball. I, yeah. I listen, I got I got stuff I can do. Y'all just I'll be right here. <laughs> the Spurs they got Wimby, but like not good this year. Cam, not listen, good. man, listen, man. If, if if NBA games were three quarters, we'd be undefeated, man. Um, <laughs> it just falls apart in the fourth, and I think that that is not having a veteran presence on the court, like. I was talking to somebody like, if we had Chris Paul, I don't know if we'd be good, but we wouldn't be blowing games in the fourth quarter because you would have that stabilizer on the court uh, to, to kind of settle things down. It comes down to mistakes and turnovers and just like real, I'm not ready for the moment stuff at the end of a lot of these games. Um, and, you know, that's that's something you learn with time. You know, Wimby's good. Uh, Vassell, I think, is really good. I think Sohan's good playing out of position. Um, so they got players. Um, it's just uh, it's just putting it together, man, and it'll come with time. Like, um, you know, I, I always say this. I think, Joel, we've had – or not, not Joel. Me and Joel didn't have it. Me and Jeremy, we've had this conversation. Like, you know, I was in college from 03 to 08. So I was there for those three championships, the 99 championship. Um, again, couldn't sleep a year after the 13 finals, one in 2014. I'm not a selfish fan, man. It'll it'll fix when it fixes. Like, you know, it'll, it'll be some time. But I really think a veteran point guard, at least in the short term, 
would really help them close out games. I really think so. What, what are you making of, of Pop this year? I love Pop, by the way, when they were booing Kawhi, and he's like, nah, we're not doing that. But, but Pop seems very stressed this year with this team. Yeah, because I think, like, there's something about having unlimited job security. But, like, but also, like, that can work the other way around because you're like, man, I want to see improvement. I want to see change because I want to be part of this. But it's like uh, my favorite scene. I tweeted this like uh, the second week of the season. My favorite scene in uh, Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, is when they actually turn Token and Razor into monsters. And they, they start calling Shredder like Mama. And he's like, babies, they're babies. <laughs> I mean, so that's as far as like, you know, we got giant monsters, talented, fast, strong, can do everything in the world. But they are babies when it comes to this game. You know, so I think if I feel stressed like that, I can imagine how he feels trying to stabilize that. So, yeah, I just think um, it'll come with time. It'll come with time. All right. The chat wants more more food talk. So let's let's get Cam's opinions on food here. Favorite favorite fast food place. Cam. Favorite fast food place overall. Man, I'm, you know, as, as a man who was slim and then fat and then got slim again. I owe a lot of that to Jack in the Box. Um, boy, I used to tear some Jack in the Box up. You get a bacon, bacon, cheeseburger, no cheese, and two tacos, and maybe a spicy chicken sandwich. End of the night, does it every time. And an orange soda, does it every time. I think with Jack in the Box, there's just such variety um, that, yeah, you're just not going to miss on those late nights after the bar. I've never had Jack in the Box. I don't know if there's one. Now I need to look this up. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if they're in Ohio. Yeah, Ohio doesn't have a whole lot. It's honestly yeah, like, doesn't. you know. Had that awful excuse for a Mexican place that I saw that one time. <laughs> That's <about> it. <laughs> Wait, do y'all have uh, Carl's Jr. or Hardy's? Okay, so we have Carl. We had Carl's Jr. in Toronto. The guy screwed up though and got the chain, the franchise that he owned. He got it closed because he he did something he wasn't supposed to do. He had three locations; they all got canned. But they were really good while they were here. The, the closest Jack in the Box, and like we do have a Hardee's somewhat near. The closest Jack in the Box is Indianapolis. Like that's Damn. forever. We have, we have a raising canes. I'm okay. I'm not a fan of raising canes. That's uh, it's, it's cool. It it's like a chicken tender chain is really like an interesting way to go about business because like you can have a burger, I think. Like like what a burger, right? What a burger if they fix it right, it's going to taste better than some restaurants version of a burger. So, raising canes, the the chicken tenders are never going to be as good as what you get at a restaurant. And so, why do it? You know what I mean? Like, it's cool the first couple of times. The sauce is good, but you might as well go sit down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we... How many people just don't want to sit down? That is true. But, I mean, like, you can just pick it up. Like, again, like, it's fine. It's just never going to be as good as the other thing. And I'm just never in a rush to get chicken tenders if I'm not at a restaurant. Or, like, at a movie or something. Yeah. 
See, I always go chicken biscuit. I always, I always go chicken biscuit wherever I, I go. Popeyes is a good one. Uh, Bojangles, I will forever tout. We finally got one like 20 minutes away, which is very nice. It's, it's not North Carolina Bojangles, but it's you know the Ohio <laughs> knockoff. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. It'll it'll at least work. What's the opinion on going to a restaurant alone? Do we do that, yay or nay? If you fit at the bar, I think it's fine. Okay, okay, Jeremy. Yeah, don't 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 take a booth. That's for a family. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You just sit just sit at the bar. I don't know if I've like ever done that. No, I feel like I've always gone with, with a friend or a significant other. And but yeah, if you do, like don't don't take a booth, even like a, a table. Just just sit at the bar, chill there. That's that's it. I'm not a big going out person, is the thing. Boy, do oh, I have I'm a free free <laughs> I got three years for you. Cam, tell us about uh, uh, your project here. The very best wrestlers of 2023. You have great people who have worked on this, including uh, the great Molly Bell and Phil Lindsay. And then you have people like John Alba, who I guess also contributed. Oh, no. <laughs> you mentioned he was John like, I don't want to talk about wrestling. Bless him. I don't blame him. Yeah, John, blame him. John was the alternate. Shout out to John, man. <laughs> um, so we were, uh, we were looking for something to do for the end of the year. Uh, with the ringer and it didn't really come together and it didn't come together for a good reason. It's something that we're going to do uh, quarter one, 2024. Uh, I'll just say that. I don't want to give too much away, but um, it was really a situation where I, I wanted to put something out before the end of the year. Like, you know, last year, uh, the 30th of 2022, that's when the Sting thing came out. And so that was like, it changed a lot for me career-wise. I think that um, all, all due respect to my, my, my dog, Ricky Starks, uh, Dax, you know, Mello, the Sting thing kind of, I think it changed perception on what I could do and who I could do it with. I, I think that that changed a lot. And so um, I wanted to make sure that also at the end of this year, we could put together a project that kind of stood out from, from other things I was doing. So I, I kid you not, um, it's like, uh, not this last Saturday, but the Saturday before, um, you know, Texas, uh, shout out to the, to the Longhorns, took them horns. Texas wins the big 12 and I'm kind of in my head. Like I'm just at the house. I'm like, football's kind of over for a while. I need something to do, man. I got the laptop in front of me. So when I wrote about, uh, high on and Rachel Rose for PWI, um, Originally, what I wanted to do after I wrote it, and my man uh, Kev gave me permission, I was going to use the same article, but I wanted to put together like a Street Fighter II strategy guide like booklet about the two of them, you know, their biographies, the fights they've had, and like really do some art behind it. Never really came together, but I still had that idea. Um, I have been touting all year about the great year that she's had and I didn't really feel like she was getting her just due um, she didn't really get her just due as you know for her amazing year and you know a lot of what she does is behind a paywall so I was like what can I do to draw attention to her and a couple of other people I really think have been killing it so man I sat there I was looking at that strategy guy via PDF I started writing um, little biographies and then I was like well the way that the pages were set up 
there was the biography and then kind of an in-depth analysis. So I was like, how can I put something together that is not just me, but also has some other voices? Because the reason I called it the very best wrestlers of 2023 is because lists are stupid and all people are going to do is argue over them. So I was like, if I make my list sound like it's definitive, maybe people will realize that's not actually what I'm saying. And I think that they did. I think one person asked me why somebody else wasn't on the list. So I think it worked. But yeah, man, um, I love Molly's writing. I love Phil's writing. Um, I really wanted to showcase some people who I think um, really deserve a bigger platform and really deserve to be seen. Um, and, you know, despite we'll have more eyes than my book, sure, but different eyes. Um, I, I thought was important. So shout out to Molly, shout out to Mimi Chells, Phil, my editor, Cal, uh, my old boss, Wade Keller. Wade, you're not getting a dollar out of me for this. Um, <laughs> and John Alba, like salute to all there, man, for coming through. Um, I think what I'm ultimately going to do is uh, probably release the full versions of what they wrote because I had to basically take 80 or 90 words of what each person said and condense that down to fit. But I really want to release the whole thing because they really said some really cool stuff. So, yeah, man. Um, and then the art. People love the art. Um, I got into it with a guy over the art. He's like, that's AI. I was like, fuck, no, that ain't, that ain't no damn AI. That's me. So basically what I did was um, they're, they're all PNGs of the wrestlers that were on the Internet. But, man, I, I went to Photoshop and went crazy. There's all kinds of plugins and cuts and edits and blah, 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 blah. I wish it was AI. That would have took two minutes. I probably worked on each picture probably three, four hours making sure they look right. Um, but really, um, not to toot to, to my own horn, but I put this together in a week, man. Like, this was me sitting there on the computer, putting the graphics together, organizing stuff, and, 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 if you have purchased it. Um, uh, if you ever played Super Mario RPG, uh, there's this one part of the game where you sleep in one of the beds in the hotel and these three ghosts come to you and they've hidden like flags all around the game. So I didn't put the link. Um, I didn't put any obvious links, but on each of the profile pages, there are three hidden links um, on different like words on the page. Somebody's actually found all 18. So salute them. But yeah, man, it was just, uh, I wanted to do something really different that hadn't been done in this space. And, yeah, man, it's got a good reaction. And I've given it away for free a whole bunch because, listen, if you broke, it's not your fault you broke. That's capitalism, baby. You can't control that. So I, I, it felt good, man. I gave it away, um, a bunch of them for free. And people have bought it for like, you know, it's $8. People have bought it for like 50 like off the strength. So, yeah, everybody gets a Merry Christmas. Um, not only the people who contributed, but my, my family and friends as well. So, yeah, it's been... It was really fun to put together. I love the reception that I've got. And, uh, hell, I might bring a couple of hard copies to WrestleMania if people want to buy them for $1,000 a pop. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy one for somebody right now. So if you... If, if you're in the chat, this is a big thing Shea Serrano would, would do a lot. Like, buy other people's work for for uh, for friends and fans and stuff. Um, it's all it's always about giving back, right? If you're in the chat, uh, what's a what's a good word somebody can put in the chat, Joel? 
Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> no, Yeet in the chat. Um, sure. If you want to put Yeet in the chat, uh, do that. And I will we'll, we'll, we'll write all the names down. And then at the end of the show, we'll do a random name picker. And then we'll pick a name and then contact me on, on Twitter. And then uh, I'll, I'll purchase one for you and get it sent to uh, your email so so you have it. There. Hey, man. And shout out to Shay, man. Um, this, is, this came together because of Shay. So um, we had been, you know, talking about me working on a project. We've got some ideas back and forth. And so when this was coming together, it was probably like Wednesday, Thursday, like whatever. Um, I was like, Shay, I got the project. How do I put it out? And he's the one that actually put me on Gum Road because that's who he publishes through. And so, um, yeah, he um, he told me they took a bigger cut than they did. I'm glad they don't. Um, but yeah, Shay, um, Shay, Shay definitely put me on this. I think uh, we're hanging out tonight for the birthday. So shout out to Shay Serrano, man. Uh, one of my big inspirations. I'm glad to call him my friend. And now I'm getting to this money, baby, because he put me put me on game, showed me the way. So yeah, there you go. So just, I. Uh, Always enjoyed, always enjoyed Shay's work dating back to when, what was the first stuff that I, I saw of him? I think it was the, just the, the random basketball stuff that they would do for uh, Grantland at the time. I yeah. think he was started at Grantland. So that's probably where uh, I started following his work. So yes, he very, never met him, but a uh, very big influence. Uh, it's a good dude, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah. like that is, um, again, I've, I've been blessed to be around, man. Starting, starting in this thing with Wade Keller, you know, a self-starter, a self-publisher, a dude who put himself, he was like, I'm going to go to the bar and kick it, and I'm going to turn this into a career, and absolutely did that, you know, starting with Wade, um, getting on with Cal, getting on with Sean, getting on with Kaz and Sparks, and now Shay. Um, I, I've had some of the best mentors uh, in this game, man, and again, like, being able to put a couple of writers, like, edition even if it's not the biggest project they've ever done and then being able to give this thing away for free and people understanding the importance of that man it's been a blessing so it's a very happy birthday for me Um, a lot of stuff has come together this year so yeah man and i get to hang with you guys every time i do something cool and ham it up so thank you We appreciate you joining us. Joel just tells me like before the show, he's like, I sent the link to Cam. It's his birthday. He might pop on. It's like, all right, cool. Like, sure. I, that's no problem with me. Love I almost Cam went on. to the house to get on the computer um, <laughs> so that I wouldn't bring down the uh, the technical quality of the show. But I was like, no, nah, I got to get this cut, baby. Nah, it's <laughs> we, we've had enough people show up in the cars and it's the audio still comes through. It's all good. I want to I just want to I want to go back and I just want to shout everyone out because I think it's really cool that there is a community here that is both giving and supporting and that there are people who are out here, you know, not just paying $8, but willing to pay more and say, Hey, give it back and send it back. I think that's amazing. And I just want to, I want to throw that back out there for anyone who uh, who has the means and can do it. Amazing. If you can. And for those who are looking for the support, we got you. So that is something we're saying. No doubt, yeah. man. I think um, if you, if you only experience this thing on Twitter, you can develop a certain attitude toward and about the people who do the things that, that we do. But um, we very much are a people, number one. But I think that this crop, this generation of media, like we were real fans first. Like this wasn't about getting a quick dollar. This wasn't about getting famous. This was about 
finding ways to contribute to this thing that we love. And I think that there's no better way of contributing than putting somebody else on or being able to share a project with somebody who grew up sharing the same things, um, you know, the same hobbies, the same interests, the same art as you. So, nah, this has been fun, man. I like um, being being young Cam would have been really cool in this game, but being Uncle Cam, um, <laughs> I can't I can't stress enough how much I love it, man. Absolutely. Cam, we appreciate you joining us here on your birthday. I don't know if you can read the chat, but there's been a lot of happy birthdays throughout uh, throughout your appearance in in the chat. The wife says happy birthday as well. Uh, go ahead and, and plug everything before I let you go and before you go get this uh, birthday haircut. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, the ringer.com um, is where you can find, you know, most of my writing. I think most recently um, talked to Jay Uso um, going into Survivor Series. Really fun conversation there. Um, South Congress with a K on all your podcast platforms um, between WWE and AEW. My last six articles or so. They've actually let me release the audio from them. So you got Jay Uso, you got Stone Cold Steve Austin, you got Tiffany Stratton, you got Eddie Kingston, uh, you got L.A. Knight. So that's been really cool. Um, and then, um, of course, the big project to end the year, uh, the very best wrestlers of 2023, um, presented by Cam Hawkins and his amazing friends. Again, we got Wade Keller, Cal Davenport, Molly Bell, Phil Lindsay, John Alba, and um, Mimi Chels, um, just really, really fun uh, putting that project together. If you've ever bought um, a fighting game strategy guide, uh, it will immediately be familiar to you. Um, talked about Gunther, Athena, MJF, Swerve, Mello, and, 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 and Rhea Ripley. So, yeah, man, very fun project. Um, I did it all myself. Boy, am I talented. Um <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the writers man shout out to the writers and creators this thing would not work without those six putting those amazing words uh on wax so yeah man check that project check that project out and if you can't afford it shoot me a dm on twitter we will work it out and if you can't afford it and you're in the chat right now put a yeet in the chats i'm giving away i'm buying a copy for somebody so there you go put it, my put brother thank you chat. so much man y'all have a great rest of your show we'll talk soon all right Absolutely. thanks Cam. happy birthday man all right, man. Bye. The one Cameron Hawkins. Cam, great person. Great love person. the dude. He's he's always so good. Not only at this, but just he's a good dude. I think a lot of people see his clapbacks and they think, you know, dude, you could be a prick. He's only a prick if you're a prick to him. He's a I've, great, I've great said guy. this, I've said this before after Cam has joined us on shows of if uh you only know Cam from Twitter, you get a version of of camp but if you listen to his interviews read his articles see him on this show or other shows you you get a more understanding of who cam actually is uh and and it's it's not night and day but there it's just a different different person when it when it comes to that you can see very just how insightful and, and how talented he is when you get away from the let me dunk on this person. Uh, make get jokes off uh, on Twitter, which we all we all love to do. But yeah, Cam Cam is very super insightful, super talented. And once again, um, you can go to his Twitter and, and check out. It's at Seahawk. Uh, you can go to his Twitter and check out the the project. Or uh, if you leave a yeet in the chat, I don't know why Joel picked that word, but 
he did. Uh, if because that was his last big interview was with Jay Uso. Fair. Okay. Okay. So you can leave a yeet in the chat. I'm going to pick somebody at the end of this show and I'm going to purchase them a copy of, of uh, Cam's book. And if you do not win or, or whatever Cam said, again, you could DM him and you'll work something out. It's $8. So that, that's all it is. $8. So there you go. Great. I'm excited. Uh, thank you. I love seasons yeetings in the chat. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself over for a second, if I may, but not just myself. Wow. Speaking of speaking of lists and speaking of uh, of of wrap ups, uh, myself, Emily May Heller, uh, who you might know from Sports Kita from New Japan Pro Wrestling. You've seen her literally everywhere. She works really hard. She's fantastic. And uh, and and Rabbi Jeremy Fine, who heads up Second Wrestling in Chicago in that area. We all got together as three Jews and said, "Hey, let's let's put together our own list of the uh, the top Jewish wrestlers of 2023." So we dropped that yesterday because today is the last day of Hanukkah, but last night was when we lit the eighth candle because you start at night. That's how the Jewish calendar works. Things start at night. So today is the last day of Hanukkah, and uh, we released this top 18. You can find it on the Second Wrestling uh, Twitter. You can find it on my Instagram and on my Twitter as well. And uh, yeah, we, we just kind of profiled 18 wrestlers who are part of the tribe and who had strong years. You see Matt Seidel. You see Simon Gotch. You see some names that you didn't even know was Jewish. I know. Marina Shafir. Chris Masters. Bet you didn't know he's a Yid, but he is. Cole Cabana obviously makes the list. Drew Gulak is there. Uh, QT Marshall, Noam Dar, and MJF round out the top three. Uh, the response has been really cool, and it was such a pleasure to put this together. Uh, but I wanted to put it out there. This was a fun little project. Came together quickly because... It's the season, and we wanted to do something. Uh, and I know that last year, or sorry, I was in September, I had plans to do a more deep dive into Jewish talent and talking with them. The world kind of changed and got weird. I'm planning for next year, in the early months of 2024, to start having conversations with a lot of the names that you're going to see on this list and beyond. So uh, I just want to put that out there. It's called the high spot because in Hebrew and in, in Judaism, high means life. And also a high spot, so it's double double meaning, uh, double entendre. So I just wanted to to put it out there. Go check that out. That was very good work, Joel. Very good job. A lot of this came together from Rabbi Fine. I gotta I gotta put him over because he works damn hard with second wrestling, and uh, we're hoping to have their champion join us in uh, the the near future. We're looking forward to that conversation. So that's uh, it's gonna be a good time. But there's a lot of good names on that list. Go go check that out. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Joel? By the way, yeah, my wife brought me sweet tea. Now, I don't know how often she has made sweet tea, and my taste buds for sweet tea has to be very sweet. So I'm either going to bury this or, you know, it's going to be delicious here. So I don't know. Stay tuned, everyone. I got to put it over regardless. Like, even if I don't like it, I got to be like, oh, this is amazing. This is the best sweet tea ever. And then, like off air, I'd be like, yeah, I could have used a little bit of of this. Have the honest conversation with her, but I can't bury her on, you know, in, in trouble. I can't get in trouble, you know, right now. But here we go, taste test here. Let's go. Hmm. Taking that pull. What's good? It's really good. Okay. Yeah. Are well, you gonna Are you gonna say the same thing when we go off the air? Yes, I <laughs> am. I am. <laughs> We've got to make sure. Um, I have a high standard when it comes to like sweet tea too. I'm I'm from the south, man. Like that's that's all I drank growing up. With that's why when I came here, up and everybody's like, "What's sweet tea, huh?" Somebody I saw the chat earlier. I'm now I'm gonna scroll up and find it. Which uh, 
it's like a half an uh, hour ago. Yeah, it, it really was. So like trying to find this is going to be uh, a fruitless adventure here. But someone had just said of like, you know, you order a sweet tea and then they say with excitement, like we don't have sweet tea. There we go. Here it is. Uh, Logan. Yeah, Logan. Yeah. Yeah. I hate when I ask, do you have sweet tea? And they say we have unsweet tea with an excited tone. Like I might actually want that. Yes. hundred percent. Fuck off. No, I don't want your unsweet tea. I want, I want sweet tea. What are we doing here? I want to tell the story real quick. When I was 13, it was the first time I ever went to Las Vegas. And this is also going to tie back to when we talk about, you know, TNA and Vikingo for a minute. But uh, in Vegas, I was 13 years old. I was there for a wedding. My cousin got married there at, uh, at Caesars. But we were staying at, at the embassy suites. And so and this was my family. Like, this is like all five of us. So we go and we check in. And then we find out they were doing some sort of happy hour, whatever it was. And you go down to the to the area where the bar is, and they're going to serve you and blah, blah, blah. We sit down, and they're like, would you like some iced tea? And I was like, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love that. I didn't realize, because again, I'm 13 years old, and I hadn't been to the States more than twice at this point in my life, that iced tea is literal tea that has been served on ice. <laughs> Take a big pull of that, and I'm like, oh, it's garbage. And like, no, you wanted sweet tea. And I'm like, okay, well, we call it iced tea where I'm from. Uh, iced tea and sweet tea are interchangeable. They're synonymous. So uh, that was my first interaction with the iced tea of the South versus sweet tea. And I always just say sweet tea and just, just, they still get it wrong. They still get it wrong. No, like, do you want me to bring you a kind of like, do you want me to bring you like an unsweet tea and then like a lot of sugar? Like, yeah, I guess, you know, your tips, your tips going down. Cause I'm basically making my own drink here at this point <laughs> that just sounds awful i don't even know of, oh god it's not as good it's no. not as good if like you just gotta like dump a bunch of sugar into an unsweet tea like you can't you can't do it uh ryan asked me how i feel about arizona can of, of sweet tea i don't my wife just came in here and i don't know what she did apparently uh, took away whatever arizona can of iced tea you had lying around i haven't really i haven't really had the arizona can i don't like sweet tea in a can it's uh, not for it not for it like i don't know um bojangles has like a hardened sweet tea which is you know alcohol essentially uh it that that tastes like kind of like a unsweet tea but it's alcohol so like at least I I get a benefit out of drinking an unsweet tea. No, the trick is you got to go to Panera now and get that energized death. So I've heard. Lemonade. I think it's just an it's it's like a it's like a G fuel but lemonade. <laughs> it seems like it's just a super caffeinated uh, beverage. A G fuel with lemon. That's yeah. That's something. Yeah, I, I tried the uh, the the sour one today. The sour cherry one this morning. I was tired. But uh, it was good. It was good. Shout out to I our had... company Pacifico. He's facing Charlie Haas soon. He is. He it's going to be a match. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. So is, so is Brian James, apparently. He's like, he's piping up Vinny, which, you know, for those who don't know, uh, he was uh, Vinny was on Road Dogs podcast not too long ago. So for whatever reason, they're, they're just best pally pals now. And BG was just, you know, gassing up Vinny for his match against Charlie Haas. Vinny's getting himself over with all these uh, podcasts and everything that he's doing out there. Oh, good autumn. We love Vinny. 
Yeah, we do. Good, good for him. I'm looking forward to where he continues to uh, grow into in 2024. Uh, let's, uh, since I mentioned Vegas, well, before I mention Vegas, Jet Valley Driver had mentioned, I didn't know, he said, I didn't know Noam Dar was Jewish. And my introduction to Noam Dar was when he did the Cruiserweight Classic and they labeled him from Scotland via Israel because apparently he was born in Israel and then lived his life in uh, in Scotland. But he is Jewish and yeah, that's why that's why I uh, I love Noam Dar. So there you go. Let's talk about Vegas. Last night, TNA announced a couple things. First of all, they announced that Edward Edward resigned with the company. That should be to the surprise of no one, but it's a good pickup. But also the big news coming out was that uh, Vikingo is going to be not only at Hard to Kill, but also at the TV tapings. So my immediate reaction was, oh, that's Speedball's match is Vikingo and Speedball. And if that's not it for Hard to Kill, then they'll do it at TV. But I was pretty excited to see Vikingo get... Uh, you know, get his shot along with the millions of other talent they seem to be bringing in for the next few days in Vegas. What did you think when uh, they announced the Vikingo? Uh, not signing, but just they're bringing him in. They're going to have him guest star. I thought, wow, which impact star is he going to beat? <laughs> yeah, that's why I said speedball. I love you, speedball, but we all know how this goes. Nah, that's a good get, uh, Vikingo. We know Vikingo is going to have an, an amazing match with whoever he's in there with. TNA, they're they're doing good work in just like bringing. By the way, I'd like to see like Vikingo against Kushida since he's signed now. I think that'd be yeah, really really fun match. Uh, they're they're making hard to kill a a very must see reset event. Right, like they're bringing in big. I know Osprey and Okada aren't on Hard to Kill, but they're on the tapings afterwards. They're they're making TNA TNA wrestling like the the re the remix to the rebrand, whatever you want to call it. They're they're trying to let everyone know like this is going to be something different. This is something you don't want to miss as we as we move forward. You got to balance that a little bit. I, I got no problem with bringing all these guys in. You also got to remember that you do have a weekly show that, and you got to highlight certain talents and you got to actually do stories and stuff that, that matter, not just, Hey, let's do a bunch of cool matches for the sake of doing cool matches with a bunch of guys who we don't actually have under contract. I think they will. I think they will, you know, get there, but at least for hard to kill and which hard to kill is a, not a throwaway show, but it almost just feels like a celebration show anyway because the television leading up to it is a lot of nothing. Um, Literally. No offense. Hidden We didn't work last night because they're like, hidden gems, matches you haven't seen. And I was like, I've seen half of these matches because I was there either live or I got a fan cam. Like, I saw it. And these were good matches. Go back and watch it. But also, like, Crest and I didn't need to tell you about this match that happened and had no stakes, no bearing on the rest of the year. So... Hey, like it, this feels like a very much a, a celebration. Hard to kill, and then the the Snake Eyes tapings afterwards. But of course, these these matches on Snake Eyes are going to air on TV. So you got to how's that going to fit into the weekly storyline when Okada, Osprey, Vikingo probably aren't going to be there weekly. Um, so they they got to strike that balance. And I think after Hard to Kill and after these tapings, that's when I'm I'm really interested in what TNA looks like but for right now for what they're doing in vegas look i know you're going joel like that that's going to be a time out there with everything that that tna impact is is putting together so good on them yeah there's 
every time they make an announcement of talent coming to join, I'm just like, wow, I'm glad I glad I got the ticket. Glad I decided to go out there. Glad this is something that we're going to do. Uh, and yeah, the, the, the coverage is going to be a lot of fun on Fightful. So just keep your eye out for, for Hard to Kill in that weekend. My hope is, like you said, that the it's a big celebration for the first couple of days. And then we're down to business for the tapings in Orlando that are going to be two weeks later. And I think that's when, because they're labeling it as impact, like as, as TNA impact tapings, that's going to be maybe even the first round of TV and that snake eyes might just be a special that they air. I don't really know what the plan is because remember after bound for glory, they did television tapings in Chicago and yeah. then we were all like, Oh, this is all going to feed into the UK tour and final resolution. And then they completely turned that on its head and they did a, a clip show for bound for glory. I don't think they should do this this time. I no. think they should run right into the Snake Eyes tapings on that Thursday and just splice in hard to kill results. But otherwise, it's just a, a fun couple of days saying, hey, we're back and you're going to want to pay attention to us. Uh, M.A. Solko is normally with us in the uh, the Impact Post shows. So I saw MK Ultra on an indie show last night. It was the first time you hear an uncensored Megan Thee Stallion song. Killer Kelly is waiting for someone to post that, by the way. She had mentioned that she wanted some, or maybe it was Masha. Either way, Masha and Killer Kelly are just tearing it up. And uh, they were, that show was Prestige and uh, TJPW, I think they're talking about, where they were working last night. But okay. man, get that, get that uh, Megan the Stallion song. Do you want me to sing Megan the Stallion? Children? Not at all. Please don't. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but I'm Here. looking forward to being at, at TNA. I'm looking forward to, to Vikingo. And you brought up Kushida. I do want to bring this up real quick. So, the Kushida news that came with his signing with TNA was that he's still going to be working with New Japan and yeah. that TNA is going to be picking up his U.S. dates and U.S. contract negotiations. So if he wants to work outside of TNA in the States, it goes through TNA, whereas in Japan, he's working exclusively with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, you can do something with that with other talent. I think that's a really interesting type of contract to have. Can't do that with everyone, but I mean, Vikingo... I don't think they're going to do that with Vikingo, but I think he's somebody who could have had a contract like that, work AAA in Mexico and be exclusive to there, and then have TNA work basically get money and work out his dates whenever he shows up in AEW in Ring of Honor. So they're not doing that. Mm, That's not yeah. what's happening. But I would like this to be an, an opportunity for other talent who are international to work exclusively with other companies who can then lend them out based on need. So never happen in WWE. It could open the door to it happening a little bit more in AEW. You kind of see it with work in the indies, but that's more like we'll pull you if we need you type of feeling. But uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how Kushida in TNA works in terms of him being scheduled for other events. Yeah, because TNA only runs once, maybe twice a month. Yeah. So that that's going to leave Kushida open for a lot of other dates to work independent. And it's not like, TNA guys don't run independent shows. Alex Shelley's all over the independents. Chris Sabin, jo- Josh Alexander works uh, every now and again on the independents. Uh, Ace, Ace Austin, Chris, uh, Chris Bay work a lot of independent shows and everything. So, hey man, let's get let's get Kushida in like Revolver and, and uh, West Coast Pro and stuff. I'm all for it. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Uh, let's let's move over to AEW. A lot of people started the chat with uh, just go ahead and bury the Jericho segment now so we can get past it. I don't like, I, I mean, I referenced it in, in my headline here, which took me 20 minutes to, to come up with. It was a 
bad segment. I don't know what else, as far as the burial portion of it, the only person who got over was Enzo Amore, and he's not with the company. So good, good job, I guess. Guys. Do you think he? Do you think he just got himself a booking based on that segment? <laughs> you think he called? No, <laughs> maybe. Honestly, maybe. But it, it was. I really thought Jericho was going to go with the you know the Rock thing, and then he went Enzo. I was like, that's even worse. You know, I thought he was going to go. You're a better dressed, less charismatic Rock. Uh, and because everyone get, makes the rock comparison with Ricky is like, Oh, that's, that's super great material. It felt like one of those things, much like Ricky in, in Adam Copeland, where Ricky's going to cut back at somebody and then it throws them off. And so they feel like they gotta, um, they gotta go and, and cut back at Ricky. And it's, it's just like, uh, it, was, it just wasn't a good segment. No. Kenny didn't know the his own team name, which rolled, honestly. I thought that was hilarious. The it's big, like the Winnipeg Jets, Blake Wheeler, Connor Hellebuck. We're gonna beat you guys. <laughs> we're in trios now. Jericho, yeah. bye-bye. Um, that that opened a lot of discourse. We'll we'll get there in a second. I wanted to bring up World's End is gonna be on Long Island. Enzo Omori was like the Long Island king, other than yeah. MJF. I could just see him being like Bro, Tony, I got an idea. What if what if I help my boy, Big Bill, and that Ricky Stocks guy? What if I help them retain their titles? And then and then I'll start a feud with Billy, with with with, with Billy and with Ricky over those titles, and I'll get the titles themselves. What if Enzo is the devil? Remember? Maybe not. Well, if Enzo is is uh friggin' if Enzo's pitching to Tony Khan, I don't know. Nah, like I don't, I don't need. Look, if he gets a one-off in Long Island and helps Big Bill and Ricky win, whatever. But like, I don't, I don't really need to see it. I don't really need to. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's a bad segment. It was a bad segment. It's a bad segment. I don't know what was, more uh, you want me to say. No, I don't. I, we don't need to go too far, no, but it did open up the floodgates. A lot of people saying, you know, Kenny doesn't care. Please get Kenny away from this story. Kenny doesn't like he, there is some merit to that. I would love to see a Kenny Omega who was cutting promos like he was facing Will Ospreay in the Tokyo Dome. I don't expect that out of Kenny all the time, but like I would like to see it out of Kenny at least once a month. And I think that's pretty reasonable to say once a month, I want a Kenny Omega who looks like he gives a shit. You know what I loved about Kenny Omega when he was uh, world champion? I almost said TNA world champion, which technically he He was. He ruled, but also he dressed like a champion. And I'm not going to just be like, he's got to dress better. But also, he is your top guy. He is your, like, the the company is named on the back of your team, the elite. Well, he's at least the one guy showing up to work every week. Out of the team. <laughs> That's also a very good point. Let him be, man. He's the one showing up. I just, I just wish he, I wish he wore even jeans and a shirt. I just wish he dressed less like he was going to the gym and dressed more like, like he gave a shit. Cause it just doesn't feel like when he goes out there in shorts in like red con shorts and his whatever manga t-shirts or his anime t-shirt, like it just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I know you can make fun of Jericho being like he shows up in a denim jacket, but like, or like, or his leather jacket. But like, at least he shows up in some sort of character gimmick, whatever. Ricky Starks comes out in like slacks and a shirt, and like he's presentable. Yeah. That's Ricky's what I want. 
best dressed man in the, in the uh, company. So yeah, exactly. I, I get what you're saying. I don't know where, what Kenny's level of care is for this. If this is what he wants to do, if it's something that he's being just asked to do and he wants to do something different. I feel like if you're Kenny Omega, you have the power to be like, eh, that doesn't work for me, brother. And instead he is, he's doing this. So this is what he's doing. Should he maybe act like he has a little bit more care into it? Yes. Like if this is what he's agreed to do, then, you know, try to make the best of it type of thing. Uh, It was a bad segment. The match will be good because these guys are good professional wrestlers. Um, And, and that's that. Do I wish Kenny Omega was doing something different? Yeah. hundred percent. Like I, I, don't wish Kenny Omega has been doing trio stuff for this entire time. I don't wish Kenny Omega has been doing this tag team stuff this this entire time. I wish Kenny Omega has been doing a lot of other stuff, but I don't know how often he wants to to wrestle and, and bump and, and do all of this stuff that he typically does because he's trying to preserve his body and everything. So this is a way to not do that as much. It was a bad segment and it made, it was made worse by the fact that the ad-libbing seemed to irritate everybody and you know and in one person <laughs> kenny legitimately forgetting the team name honestly rules because you know jericho's so proud of that golden jets team name so proud of it and kenny just like calling themselves the winnipeg jets it's just that was probably that irked jericho more than ricky pointing out that fell flat those name those nicknames man what did he expect with Big Billy Starks? What what was he hoping to hit with that? Shout out to Excalibur who picked that up and was just like, uh, to B- B- Billy Starks who's going to be uh, challenging for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship a final battle this Friday. And I was like, that's probably about the best you could do with that, huh? Okay, good. Like, I don't know what he, what he was even like tried to... Yeah, absolute assholes was probably the best line. And then he did Rick and Dick, which okay, that's all right. It's not bad. Uh, Pickle Rick Dick is what he what he should have gone with there. Um, but then what what was he hoping to accomplish with Big Billy Star? That's not even like a diss. Honestly, that's like kind of a it's a cool it's a cool little thing. Yeah, Big Billy Stars. Yeah, it's, Big that's Billy. the trio's name when Billy right. joins and they win the trio's titles. Like it was it was it was weird. It was. I don't even know what he's trying to accomplish. Like, shout out to the big Billy Starks brand, man. Shout out to Mouse. Uh, shout out to Billy Starks going for the title tonight. Really looking forward to that match at, at Final Battle. So, yeah, yeah big the, the big Starks brand thriving, thriving out there. They are, absolutely. Uh, the, the Jericho thing, I saw a lot of people also saying, like, Jericho needs some time off. They need to pull him off screen. You know, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I can tell you now, the next time you won't see him on a show, or at least not in a pre-tape, February when he goes with Fozzie to the UK. That's about it. Jericho Cruz doesn't fall on a Wednesday. They get back on a Tuesday specifically so he could show up at Dynamite. Uh, and then, yeah, he misses one Wednesday in that entire two-week tour with Fozzie because they get back on February 26th. And then the 28th is is that episode of Dynamite. So don't worry joel don't worry jericho's gonna lose to Takeshka, so kanosuke can get that win back after tapping out and all's gonna be forgotten here all's gonna be forgiven with old chris powerhouse hobbs he's doing well after squashing chris jericho right he's doing great big things 
Big things, powerhouse Hobbs. Ring of Honor world champion, Action Andretti. <laughs> Sorry. They're wrestling tonight. I heard that that everyone is praising this trios match that's on Rampage. Tonight. Yes, so, I'm looking forward to that. Everyone said it was a good match. I love Tony Khan casually dropping the rest of the final battle card at 10.30 p.m. Eastern after Ring of Honor had finished uh, okay show. And then also, I, I got to put it out there, the Von Eriks are on the zero hour. They're facing the Outrunners. And then like two hours later, their match from Rampage will be shown. And I just think that's hilarious. How um, people got very mad over, Tony, you have a TV show to announce these ROH matches. And then he just puts it out on Twitter. Man, Tony's got more followers than are watching this ROH on Honor Club. No offense yep. to it. So like, I ain't that mad about it could you like do both yeah you probably could like you know just schedule your tweets to go when you know the announcement is coming on roh on honor club but whatever people are just gonna be mad about stuff good show tonight roh i gotta cover it. it hopefully it's a good show hopefully tony doesn't make this press conference go until 3 a.m it's you know it's it's at least a friday so i can sleep in tomorrow ain't gotta ain't gotta get up early for work or anything but uh final battle tonight Good, good show. Let's uh, move on. Uh, the, the devil, Joel. The devil's in the thumbnail. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to bring up the Jericho stuff real quick. I, I know, I know. You know because you're an AEW hater. Yeah, we, we people, people wanted to get into that and get Joel, out of it. Look, look, let's let's talk about the devil and drink tea. Fancy pinky out. Pinky yep. out, everybody, when you drink your tea. That's fancy. Yep. Shout out to uh, to Allison K. Pinky's up. That was well, her. yeah, but I'm, I'm doing a SpongeBob reference. Yeah, no, I prefer mine. Anyway, uh, my, my references are timely and professional wrestling. Yes. Yes. Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about the devil at the end. Shout of out the- to Kenny Omega was good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, just kidding. Uh, the, at the end of Dynamite on Wednesday, we saw the devil again and the henchmen. They took out Hangman Adam Page, dropped him on that real glass top of a car windshield prompted a lot of people to say oh it's got to be jack perry because all of the all of the uh, incidents have involved glass for the last little while the beer bottles made of glass the window that anthony bowens was tossed through that was made of glass hangman was taken out via a car windshield made of real glass a lot of people are now jumping to the uh to the the jungle boy train the jack perry train i'm not there personally uh i there is one thing though that i think i've noticed I think Jake Hager is one of the devil henchmen. Oh, I yeah. really do because at one point, the, you know how you can all, people were talking about like Kyle O'Reilly being one of them because of the stance. Jake Hager, he, he is a very undeniable look and stance. I think he was one of the two big men, him and Wardlow. I think are the two big dudes and then the devil whooped back up. Uh, what do you think of this? It was a very interesting way to go off the air. Very WCW Nitro. I was expecting yeah. Tony Schiavone to yell, we're out of time. But instead we got, you know, the end of the show. What'd you think? Nitro is good, good. Good comparison. That's why I said that yesterday on the spotlight. It felt very Nitro. You do the good match between John Moxley and Swerve and then cut to the back. Here's Hangman getting beat up by the henchman. And then the devil shows himself or herself shows shows themselves uh with the mask and everything look like the devil's put on some some weight been hitting the gym since the first time we've seen 
the devil. You know, the first time we saw the devil, a little, a little bit more slender. This devil was jacked, baby, clanging and banging out there. Good on him. Good on him. Um, yeah, they're really trying to almost hammer home the Jack Perry stuff to the point that I don't think it's Jack Perry. You know, the the especially the glass. And Wednesday night was the the biggest example because last time we saw Jack Perry, he was getting slammed on the windshield of a car. And so here we go, getting slammed on the windshield of a car. I still think it's Adam Cole. I still think that is the that's my official on record prediction of of who it is. Um and you know they're they're trying with the Jack Perry stuff, but I I think that's all to throw everybody off a little bit. Uh I do say th- I do think the devil's dumb though. I tweeted this, but like Samoa Joe starts the starts the show and he's like Hangman Adam Page, you're not you 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 want to dump people from behind? We want to attack MJF from behind. That's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. And then he calls out Hangman. And Hangman comes out, and you know Joe's ready. To, he's already accusing him. He's like, "I'm the executioner. Like it's you. You're the devil." Then at the end of the show, the devil's attacking Hangman. That rules him out. So it's not Hangman. Devil should have just. He had Samoa Joe on his side going after Hangman. Devil should have. Yeah, it's that guy over there. Now he's rolling out a suspect. He's he's putting more of a target on on himself. Oh, devil's kind of dumb. Unless Samoa Joe is the devil, I do agree with that, Keyshawn. Maybe it is Samoa Joe. So I've heard some pretty funny and wild takes about this devil stuff. I think my favorite one that has come out recently is that people think that it's Nick Nemeth, aka Dolph Ziggler. I would rule. <laughs> and Honestly, someone, someone mentioned Adam Copeland, and I just said why what they're just like oh because tony got upset about people figuring out who it actually is and he decided to swerve left when everyone wanted to go right i was like that's the dumbest shit you could do and i love it it is by the way it is we've talked about this before it's like it's okay to be predictable as long as it makes sense people get really tuned off we saw this at the end of wcw people get really tuned off when you're just trying to be unpredictable for the sake of being unpredictable and it not making sense. Yeah, exactly. And it's fine if it's going to be Adam Cole and it's going to be tied together or if it's MJF. Like, again, this, the ride, as long as the ride continues to be entertaining and get us talking like this, then as the reveal can be great. If you, There are going to be people out there who are going to be like, oh, I knew it all along. And then they'll send out their think pieces and their videos and all that. And I think that engagement is much better than, oh my God, it's actually... Danhausen and the, the, these were the clues but i mean this is this is kind of the fun of the who done it angles in wrestling when it's done well they're very entertaining the mellow and trick stuff over on NXT it's entertaining but it's starting to get a little silly when you've got mellow being like we have to find the guy who did this to you and then you're just tossing out accusations that stuff is getting a little long in the tooth uh, it started off really good but now it's like oh, what are we doing here let's get to the let's get They're to the finish both line. getting a little long in the tooth they are me. i'm just yeah. like okay you can only stretch out a who done it thing for for so long and both of these things started in october right like, that's right around the same time yeah so you can only you can only stretch out who done it for for too too long and like we're going to stretch out trick and mellow probably until new year's evil at the very very least because i'm of the belief tricks winning that title and then mellow yeah and then mellow takes him out and then mellow reveals that he was the person who attacked trick and we're getting this devil angle until at least world's end 
Well, that's only two weeks away. So like, we can at least do well. So is oh, yeah. uh, so is so uh, is yeah. Evil. So yeah. with two weeks and uh, two weeks of TV, as long as you're not stretching it out and putting it on. Well, in NXT's case, it's mostly on NXT, but with Mellow on SmackDown tonight, it'll be interesting to see if they actually try and do something with that, uh, or if they just let it, you know, exist on its island, make reference to it, but not play it on SmackDown, just bring it up. Uh, and then in AEW... I'm still worried about that one. Yeah, and then in AEW, as long as they're not playing it on every single episode of Collision and Dynamite, then we'll be okay. And I think they're going to keep it to Dynamite, because it's a very... It's a very um, sports entertainment-y storyline, and that's where Dynamite's been. And that's okay, because, again, it's been it's been the better part of a sports entertainment-y storyline. See, it is staying on Dynamite. There's They've had some collision segments over the past couple of months. It does feel like it should be a little bit bigger of a deal on collision, though. Like, your world champion is involved in this and to not really reference it on collision that's where you get into the two shows they do really feel separate instead of together like your world champions involved the the devil's hacking the production system on dynamite and then on collision he's like hey devil doesn't work saturdays apparently you know he's got to prepare he's got to prepare to ruin lives on sundays i guess uh like it, it is a little weird that there isn't more mention of it on collision yeah, but at, at the same time, I'll be okay with it as long as it, you know, as long as it plays well and as long as the reveal isn't too bad. Why Solvo in the chat had mentioned, you know, White Rabbit when Bray Wyatt came back, that did go a little bit long after a while. We started getting a little antsy and then it happened and, you know, it, it played out the way it did. But the reveal was well worth it. The pop was huge. This time you're kind of hoping for a similar ovation when you get to World's End, if that's where they do the reveal then you'll you'll probably have Long Island really get behind it. And if it's MJF, oh, that crowd's going to be really confused about how to react because MJF in, on Long Island, we know that he's a baby face. We know that he's loved, revered, cheered, but you can't, you know, that that's a tough, that's a tough uh, reveal if you do it there. White Rabbit got a little long, but that started in what, August? And the reveal was June or July because it was Extreme Rules. Or was it October? That was October. So yeah, it was October. October. And that wasn't like a central focus of the television show. It's just like right. QR code pops up, scan it. That's it. They, it was very like it wasn't part of any stories. So yeah, we were all waiting for okay, when's when's Bray actually going to to show up? And then you know the final QR code was Extreme Rules plug and stuff. It wasn't a central story that involves the world champion, uh, so it's it's a little bit different there. I'm a little less forgiving on a long story that is basically taking the world champion into doing this stuff when he could be doing other stuff compared to. Hey, this QR code pops up and we're getting a big return out of it. Yeah. So again, going back to the devil, it just feels, it feels like they have two people in mind and I don't think they're vacillating. I don't think they're going back and forth about who it is. I think the decision's made. I just think. The I decision, hope so. I, um, again, we don't know. It could, could very much be, oh, they figured it out. Now I got to change everything. I hope that's not what they're doing. Don't do that shit, by the way. I don't want like, that. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't change your plans just because 
the internet wants to to be in and and figure figure it out because for the people who have figured it out you're obviously not going to know until the reveal happens and then there's still a lot of fans who have not figured out they're sure they have they're sure it's jack perry but then if it's not jack perry clearly they were wrong and it's a reward for those who have been following if you got it right congratulations you got the clues if you got it wrong well guess what we're hopefully going to tell you how we got to this point and who it is that's going to be the big thing for me is like how do we follow up on the devil reveal and make it sound like this has been in process highly worked on and not just thrown together week to week right that's going to be the big moment is how much work did we really put into this and how much how much lore is in this story what do I always say? But real quickly, imagine if like they did all that white rabbit stuff and then everybody figured out it was Bray and they're like, let's do Karrion Cross here instead. And let's thing. It was, people were thinking about being crossed. By the way, I, this was what I was thinking of. Is, is it Black Scorpion or is it, you know, something or is it White Rabbits? But the, this is what I always say, Joel, is like the moment, the reveal, the the win, whatever that is, is always great. The, the Continental Classic, we talked about this before. The Continental Classic, whoever wins it, that's going to be great for them in that moment. What's the follow-up? Because you can always create moments, because you can create moments almost out of thin air with a lot of stuff. Bailey winning the cashing in and, and winning the, the championship. Remember, she, she was like losing a bunch before that, and then she cashed in, and everyone was real excited because she beat Charlotte and everything. Like, oh, this is awesome, Bailey. Like and everybody's like, oh, WWE creates such a good moment. Okay, what's the follow up out of that? Because it's very easy to create moments. It's much more difficult to follow up on those moments and make those moments even more meaningful. Because that shows actual plan and foresight and and just uh, I don't want to say uh, ineptitude. Is that a word? It Let's is. A- that up. Yeah. No, you're right. Is that is? Am I using it correctly? That's the thing. I need to. I need to remember. If you are, regardless, uh, lack, no, it's a lack of skill. Yeah, inept. Inept means like is is not good. So I think ineptitude yeah, inept- would you know. Yeah. But yeah. But regardless, you know, doing that and, and following up on these moments shows a, a real care in in putting that stuff together. So yeah, if they reveal the devil and it's just Jack Perry, and then Jack Perry is losing in two weeks. Who cares? The firm. The firm got a shout out on Dynamite. And people are just burying, you know, Omega and Jerry are just burying. Like, hey, remember the firm? The firm flopped. Dr. Dre. Thank you. The, remember the firm? They brought up the people firm don't recently. Really seem to remember happy. the firm. Maybe they're bringing back the firm. They were mentioned recently on TV. Uh, uh, do you remember who was in the firm? Uh,. Big Bill, Lee Moriarty. Yep. Um, obviously Stoke. Yeah. Stokely Hathaway's give group. No, I don't remember the other two. Ethan Page and the Guns. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. the Guns have done the best out of that entire group. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, Big Bill's a tag champ. Come on now. <laughs> oh, no, Cody. That's true. Big Bill is also just, he's really good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Rebbe say you could do this. I got some of it. Cody Will's like, oh, I'm not doing this. This is the, the Booker T doing the trick 
Williams theme. That rules. I, that rules. It was, it was fine the first three times. Nah. And now it's just a gimmick, which honestly, that's WWE, right? Something yeah. catches on, they're going to do it. Like the fans chanting, whoop that trick. That was never planned. And then it became a thing. Now it's there. Then he got, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I like it. Well, and now Trick's doing it in his thing. It just pops everyone. Rules. Fine. Ryan, we're, we will never slander the Nightmare Collective. We can't. We're Never. not allowed to. Contractually, we cannot. We got the Japanese deathmatch legend Luther out of that. That's one of the greatest factions of all time. It is. M.A. Sokol mentioned the Devil's Cornet leading an NWA invasion. I actually, the, the reason why I brought that up because NWA, they announced that Black Jeez is going to be back. And I think that's really good shit. I'm really yeah. glad to see that. For those that didn't know, uh, Black Jeez was battling cancer and apparently is in a position now to be returning to wrestling and he will be at the next NWA pay-per-view. I think it's the same night as hard to kill, which is just, that's just poor planning on NWA's part, but I'm really There's happy. There's too much wrestling. There's too much. Yeah, I get it. I like my idea of, we just need one day, put all these shows on one day. Tuesday makes the most sense to me. We get 12 hour block, 12 hour, whatever we get dynamite, collision if you want to do rampage fine raw smackdown nxt impact roh there how many how many hours total of wrestling is too many yeah just one day you put them all on a tuesday from 6 a.m in the morning to midnight i assume you can fit all the shows in there to midnight all on one day you watch what you want to watch you you rewatch whatever you want to watch and the rest of the day, we just sleep, man. Like, or the rest of the week, we just sleep. Can we we just do that? Are, no, the rest of the week is dedicated to all the content we had to put out about the shows we watched or didn't nah, watch we on just, Tuesday. No, no, Joel. We just do a marathon watch. It, like, that's all. We do our show as, like, a, a marathon watch as well. And then that's it. Monday Night Raw will be the show. Well, it depends where. Yeah, it depends on, on what you, like, time slot stuff yeah. in. Yeah. That's I what feel like. Down. I feel like the whoever gets the the eight o'clock time slot would be the best. I don't know though. Like you you put like something at seven. Well, I yeah, I assume there would be an eight o'clock spot. You get something at like six. Something at six might play well. No, because you have to remember everything you're pitching also has to be West Coast adjacent. Are you airing everything in live across all the time zones? Or are you time shifting this? Because if you start at eight o'clock, then it's five o'clock in LA. And that's a better time to be watching than four or three when you're potentially at work or commuting back, which honestly an LA commute is like, you don't get home until midnight the next day. So that's different, but you know, other people who are on the West coast, a a morning wrestling show might work. You know, I, eight o'clock, 8am wrestling, you know, wake up, see NXT. Seems bad. You don't watch 8am, you don't watch NXT at 8am, Joel. Uh, no, I watch it at 8 p.m. No, I actually started at 9, 9.30. And then I can pre-mode it in about a half an hour. <laughs> it depends what I'm up to. Last night, all I wanted to do was like sit around and play video games and not pay attention to wrestling. And then I was waiting for a phone call that never came. So I was like, I want to watch video. I want to play video games, but now I got to wait for this phone call and be in the mood to have this phone call. And then the phone call never came. So I never got to have my like night of not doing anything wrestling related it's very upsetting oh i feel so bad for joel pearl you didn't have to do anything you have to watch impact last night i didn't because we already talked about that hey, you didn't do a show last night 
Brian Lambert mentions a, a marathon ITW once a week, 12 hours with Joel and Jeremy. I'm debating taking the first hundred and however many episodes. I think we're 105 today. That's unfortunate. I know, right? Taking all those episodes, making a super cut and just uploading it on YouTube and playing it live over the holiday season. Just Elton <laughs> T Linus Tech Tips at this. Now, granted, they've got years of content and they just called it like LTT TV and it just runs on a loop. I'm debating what are we that. We don't have our holiday plans figured out, by the way, Joel. Like our schedule. So what? What? Christmas that? is on a Monday. Are we doing a show on Christmas? I mean, I'm a Jew, so I could. I don't know if I can. I don't know if that would fly. We, I feel like we got to do a show on on January first, right? Like that's also a Monday. We do have to do that show. Yeah, that's on the main channel. Like January first is whatever. Honestly, like you get to midnight, and then it's like, okay, that's it. Hmm. We'll have to speak offline about this. Okay. I also have a kid who's going to be out of daycare for those two nah. weeks. I Hit mean, him in the he, head with a fridge and he'll be fine. That's true. He'll take a good nap. It'll be fine. Yeah. I We might be able to do a, uh, a, a January 1st show. Christmas day show is going to be tough to pull off. That's fine. We can always take that day off or I can just find another Jew. Yeah, I mean, if you want, that's 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 okay. Get MJF. What's he doing on Christmas? <laughs> it might be busy. <laughs> I wonder. I'm like, I'm trying to think. Who's another Jew in wrestling media that I could hit up? It's gonna be me. You just, you just named Emily May. I was gonna say I call Emily May. I was trying. I was gonna say LMNOP at that point. Uh, RJ City. Get RJ City. RJ would be hilarious, but I think RJ has plans. Specifically, Christmas plans. Hmm. I, I I don't think I'll get RJ. I'll ask RJ. Wow. Who else could I get? I know Boxing Day. There's a show. There's a Greek Town show. Okay. So I, I don't know what day Boxing Day is. You act like I know. The like twenty sixth. Sure. The MSG WWE show. Cody and Nakamura in a cowbell match. Yeah, that's right. A bull rope match. Yeah. Good for them. That's a, that's gonna be a good match. It will be, and then they'll do. The maybe maybe it'll just be a bull rope match at Raw. Maybe we'll like, do that on Raw. Do a steel cage instead. Bring the cage. You're you're so adamant about the steel cage. Well, that's because if you want classic Cody, you have to. And I'm not talking about classic Cody Chun, who was on this show not too long ago. If you want classic Cody, you have to put it in a cage for the blow off. Uh, you don't have to. But also, if Cody wins the Texas bull rope match or whatever they're calling it at Madison Square Garden. He wins that match. It's kind of game over for the feud. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be unfortunate. Nakamura should win this feud. He should the blue steel cage. I'm I'm for that. I'm oh, for the blue steel cage. Everyone hates that cage, and I know. Why. I don't care what everyone else likes. Just book to my needs. That's right. Six sided rings, baby. Six sided ring, blue steel cage. Remember when Impact wanted to do like the steel cage match, and then they. They but they booked two cage matches and they had the opening in the cage and then they realized, oh, taking down this cage and then putting it back up is too much damn work. So now it's an all steel cage show. That's the legit reason for why they did an all steel cage show. They're like, eh, putting down this cage, taking it, taking it down, putting it back up. Cause they didn't have the the lowering gimmick because the arena was so small. So they had to like physically like put it up. And they were just like 
eh, instead of like putting it, taking it down and putting it back up, we're just going to leave it up the whole show. Now the show is the entire show is done in a steel cage. Lazy. <laughs> rolled. The, that, lockdown, rolled. that lockdown pay-per-view was both the best and worst thing ever to happen. <laughs> it's such an amazing reason to have like an all steel cage show is like, you did not have the planning foresight to be like, Oh yeah, this is going to be more work. If we got to like put it up for the first match, take it down, do the rest of the show, put it back up for the main event. Instead, we're just going to leave it up there the entire time. So now our whole show is a steel cage show. Well, wrestling is all about laziness. All the wrestlers are lazy. You're all lazy. And I love it. That's why Orange Cassidy is the best wrestler. He owns it. First of all, how excited are you to watch the, uh, the Von Eric twins have another match because they're, they're, they're going to team up with Orange Cassidy on, on Rampage. The, well, you the, made that sound like I have like a invested interest in the Von Erics. Well, you're such a big MLW fan and you followed the Von Erics. You know when their last televised match was, by the way, the Von Erics? Yeah, like 2022. 20, yeah, you know what the ma- you know, you know what, what show it was? Uh, it was an MLW show. I know that much. Um, was it Fightland? You're wrong. No. It was Ric Flair's last match. Oh. Yeah, that was yeah. their last that was their last TV appearance. Mm. And their last match was last month in San Antonio. So like yeah, they, I knew they wrestled in like they're they're they haven't wrestled in like six months up till then. It's really weird. I knew they did a match recently. Um, because when I wrote the Von Eric's article, I, I used cage match, shout out the cage match. Um yeah, I, I knew they did a match recently and I knew like they otherwise they haven't wrestled like all year. I forgot that it was they did the the match at uh at Ric Flair's last match. I don't know what to make of the Von Erics. I don't know, like they were like fine in MLW, but it, it's not like it's been so long that they wrestled and like they were getting a push in MLW and then they stopped getting a push and then they just like left and MLW is a weird company anyway, because there's a lot of stop and start and there's not a whole lot of long-term people who are, who are always there. I don't know what to make of the Von Eriks. Like, and like, it's also a little weird, not weird, but like we know why they're there, you know, like do the Von Eriks have this gig. If this movie isn't coming out, probably not. So like, we know why they're there, but this is a, this is a chance for them to like really show and really impress and maybe get more steady work. If if that's the direction they want to go. Like, I I never know. I never know if, like, if they just don't want to do certain work or if other companies don't want to work with them. I don't know that kind of stuff. It might just be a thing of, like, eh, we're not really super interested in, in being, like, full-time wrestlers right now. And if that's the case, more power to them. But Or if it's a thing of other promoters just like, yeah, we just don't want to really work with these guys. Well, you know what? At the Ring of Honor Final Battle post show, if anyone's going to be in attendance, uh, hi, Marshall Ross Von Eric. Uh, I am so and so from this uh, this place. Uh, do you guys like to work, or are you just lazy? I don't think they're going to be in the press conference, though. I don't. Like, think I so. mean, maybe, but well, this no, press conference, they'll be they'll be, uh, they'll be wrestling on Rampage. Uh, yes, during, yeah. the main event. I mean, they could probably make it. Like, it's all in Texas. Like, I, I don't feel. I don't know how far the rampage is from ROH. It, this, this press conference got to be short, Tony short. You got to remember they're in Texas. So timing wise, they're still an hour or two behind the East coast. Yeah. 
it's, I'm pretty so, sure it's an hour. You gotta gotta keep this short, Tony. All right, I can't do a 3 a.m. ROH press conference. All right, there ain't that much to talk about when it comes to ROH. Okay, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Tony Khan, why wasn't the champion on your show tonight? But he's also defending the Ring of Honor World Championship against Steve Aluno on the weekly television program. <laughs> That's I a great love, question. Let me dance around it for 20 minutes and tell you why I thought about something. I love that uh Tony was asked about like stripping MJF and Adam Cole of the tag team titles, like having titles vacate. And he's like, that's a possibility. And it, it seemed very obvious that like Tony didn't quite get that he was asked about vacating the titles and then he like halfway through his answer, he remembered that that's what he was asked about. And so then he had to explain why that's not a good idea, but then he had to refer back to his original uh, answer, which was it's possible. So then he had to say like, it's possible. It was a, yeah, man, Tony, man, those, those media calls there, there's something Tony will just give an answer. My favorite one, my favorite one was, I think it was Thurston asked about, or maybe Pollock asked about this show being on Honor Club instead of pay-per-view. And Tony's just out here promoting World's End. He's just like, you know, Pollock's just like, what What was the thought of this this show being on Honor Club instead of pay-per-view? And Tony's like, yeah, that's a great question. You know, it's been a good experiment for us uh, having this show on Honor Club. By the way, AEW World's End on pay-per-view you know, we we had a tremendous lineup, MJF, Samoa Joe. He did bring it back around. Like his point was, we have a pay-per-view coming up. We didn't also want to put this on pay-per-view. So we decided to put it on Honor Club. But the way he gets there is amazing. Like it's the scenic route every single time. Tony, every Tony's the person. Time. Yeah, Tony's the guy with like in, in the GPS. You know, you know, you, you need to go somewhere in the GPS. Tony's the guy who turns off highways. He's like, no, 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 I can get there in three hours if I take the highway and stuff, or I can get there in seven hours if I just go back roads and, and all this stuff. Let's go the seven hour version. I ain't going on the highway. I need, I need all the back roads. I need to see, I need to maybe make a stop at, stop at the little general store here. This is the way that I need to go. Say four hours. Don't need that. I might, I might see the local, the local candy store on the way that I need to stop at the local, you know, fudge shop. I might need to stop there on my way on the seven hour trip. That's Tony bless him. But that fudge shop would have existed if you had taken the highway and just pulled off the highway. You don't know that. You don't know that. (laughs) You do because of the map you're using. You can use the map. You don't know that. Like I, I I hate it here. I love that Tony does this. He like, you you never know what you're going to get out of a Tony Khan answer. You can ask him anything and he's, he's going to, one, he's going to promote, bless him, but like he's just going to go in whichever direction he feels like going, but it's always going to be the long version. No matter what, it's always going to be the long version. And you won't get an answer. You won't get a proper answer. Sometimes okay, you get an answer. Yeah, sure. Hey, you ever thought about putting Athena on, on AEW TV? Yeah, maybe we thought about it. I think maybe. You got to frame it a certain way. You have My, frame it in like the most answer the flipping question way possible where he can't meander and it's so upsetting that's that tough 
you got to play that game. And it's so frustrating. Like, again, I can only speak to my own experience, but I was like, I got to ask him about final countdown without him talking about how great Brian Danielson is for 20 minutes. Yeah, like, but come on. I mean, like, you can I ask, I can get Brian. That should Danielson. be the answer regardless. I know, but I can get Brian Danielson himself to talk about how great he is for 20 minutes instead. Much better answer, much better experience. But like when I asked about final countdown, I was like, I, I got to at least get a figure or at least something like I can't just get, well, we needed to because of history. And then 20 minutes of Brian Danielson history and ring of honor. Like I needed an answer. So I had to frame it to that. And I needed to know if like at the time journeys catalog was sold to another publisher. I needed to know if that expedited things. And, you know, thankfully he said no and just got to the fucking brass tags part of my French rules. Those those media calls and press conferences are amazing. So amazing. Like I wish, I wish they were shorter. Definitely. Like I don't like staying up till three a.m. But it always just pops me when he is just talking about. I love when he like really puts over like his product as well. We've talked about like yeah, it can be a, be a little bit much. But like as I <laughs> as I. uh you know, when I'm not in it, when I'm not like actively listening to it, and I can just look back on it like now. Oh man, when he was asked about Warner Brothers Discovery, he's like, we had a great meeting with them today. And then he's talking about the great content that AEW is doing. You know, AEW Dynamite, great content. AEW Collision, great content. We're on a tremendous run of shows with AEW Rampage, ROH. It's great. We've had a we're on a tremendous run of shows with ROH. It's great. It's great. He used great so many times. So many times. Like I'll transcribe this stuff for the team. And like I, I transcribed like the, the main portion of it. And then in parentheses, I'll just put like ROH is a great weekly show. ROH is great. Everything about ROH is great. Make sure you mention that ROH is great. It cannot say that enough. Rules. Absolutely rules. Love Tony. Bless Tony. Don't don't keep me up till 3 a.m. tonight, Tony. Yeah, in short, don't listen and just wait for the clips of important parts to come out. And those clips are in part due to Jeremy Lambert's. Once again, I I legitimately thought I was on drugs listening to him on Tuesday when he got asked about Honor Club being or final battle being on Honor Club and he started talking about World's End. I was like, am am I sure I'm not hallucinating? right now did i miss something here i'm sure a lot of people listening thought they were on drugs at that point so anyway let's move on let's get away from this uh listen final battle show is gonna be great it's gonna be a great show gonna be a great lineup tremendous lineup one of the best lineups we've ever seen best final battle ever we're gonna see some yeah yeah big surprises uh the best shows aw and roh have ever done this year do you want is there anything else from dynamite that you really want to get into Great matches, tremendous matches. Some of the best wrestling on any weekly television show we've ever seen all year. Yep. Um, no, Dynamite was good. A lot of good wrestling. Uh, what do you What do you think? I guess we'll, we'll we'll talk about next Wednesday. But um, it seems like Moxley is is there for the taking to win this thing. But like, it can end in a three way tie if if Jay White wins next week and Swerve wins, then it's a three way tie. So what's interesting to me is that it's so rare that Moxley isn't on a pay-per-view. He wasn't on Wrestle Dream, but he was on like every He was injured other- though. He was injured. He was injured. You're right. He had the, the concussion issue, right? Yeah. Um, but other than that, he's basically been when he's healthy 
on every single pay-per-view this year in standout matches. You got to do it again this year. It feels like he's got to be either in the main event or put in some sort of matchup coming out of Continental Classic. So do you put him in the final? Like him in the finals makes sense to me. And him losing to the winner of the Blue League, that also makes sense. But if the Blue League winner is Brian Danielson, then I don't know how I feel about Danielson winning the Triple Crown, going to Japan, having a match with Okada, beating Okada again, and then coming back with it. Or Okada wins and suddenly, I don't know, maybe drops a, a New Year dash. Like, I don't know how that looks. It's a, and that's a good thing, by the way. I don't think I think it's a good thing that there's a lot of up a lot of stories up in the air with the Continental Classic and what happens with the titles after that for those who are maybe headed to Japan for uh, for for uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So there's that, um, and then there's also uh, Andrade. He's another guy. Like if this is their way to to make him happy is by giving him this title that he can then take over to CMLL. And and defend there. I don't know. I don't know if he just wants to be prominently featured on TV. And this is one way that they're telling him you will be. This is uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on, but I don't know where it goes. I just see Moxley in the finals because again, pay per view wise, it's something that happens. I don't know if, if he needs to be in the finals for for this though. Like my belief is that Moxley and Jay White will draw. That sends Moxley through, and Swerve will beat Roosh. That sends Swerve through. And Swerve beats Moxley in the league finals to get that win back. And then on the other side, it's either Kingston winning out or Danielson. That's that's kind of where I'm at. So then you get Swerve and either Kingston and Danielson. I still think it might be Eddie Kingston who wins it just because I'm I'm not sold on this title being at the the forefront of everything i'm just not and i I think swerve danielson i think swerve danielson moxley are guys who are like main event type players who aren't going to be going to new japan strong to defend the title who are going to be on roh television to defend the title so i think you might get swerve in kingston and 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 swerve uh, or in kingston winning that like I think that's where it might go. Scott says Eddie and Mox in the finals. That's possible as well. You can get Danielson and Moxley on this show. It's just a friggin' six man match against whoever. Like they're on this ROH show tonight as a almost a, I know it's a tribute to Jay, but like this ain't a match that has any great buildup or anything. This is like, Hey, I haven't wrestled on ROH. We want to do a tribute match to Jay. What's a match that makes sense. Here's this match that makes sense. Like, that's all you gotta do for World's End. Like, I you can get them on that show re- regardless of of that. You can just do you can honestly just do like a, a hodgepodge of of Continental Classic guys. That, that's what they do in um in in New Japan on like off nights. At least what they used to do before they added three hundred people to the tournament. But they would just do like trios matches or tag team matches on like the off nights when guys weren't in the G one doing G one matches, it would just be like, there's two guys who they're basically going to face each other. And the next, in the next night, here's a tag team match with them. And then two, and then they, it's a, it's usually a trios match where they have a guy who's not in the tournament. So that guy can take the fall. So that way you're not beating people who's in the tournament. You just do something like that. Just, just do Moxley 
Danielson, Claudio, they're all Blackpool. They're all in the they're all in the tournament against Roosh, Andrade, and Daniel Garcia because that's fun. You know what? Forget it. Jay White wins the whole thing. Okay. Okay. He beats Roosh because that's the the last match that he has. It's Roosh. No, no that's Isn't not it? true at all. It's Moxley. oh no, it's Moxley. It's Moxley. Sorry, you're right. It's Moxley. Uh, Roosh still has Swerve. Roosh has Swerve. Yeah. And then Lethal and Briscoe have a, a match to see who gets three points. Yeah. So anyway, uh, which which actually is more interesting because I feel like that'll lead to Jay Lethal winning or sorry losing and then getting yeah sorry jay lethal losing and then getting super frustrated and wanting to have like a banger 2024 whatever that means and like breaking off from jeff jarrett because that seems to be like they're planting the seeds there um but yes i think it's going to be jay white the more i think about it because this does open the door for a new japan return for jay white after they kicked him out and that was the whole storyline and he shows up as early as wrestle kingdom or new year dash and then he starts going after Finley, who may have won the IWGP whatever championship, their global heavyweight championship so by that here's point. Here's the thing with Switchblade winning it, though. He's got a beat or draw with Moxley. Yeah. But Roosh has to beat Swerve. If Swerve wins or Swerve gets a single point, Swerve's over Switchblade because he has that tiebreaker. But what so if Roosh has to beat what? What if they draw? What if Roosh and Swerve draw? But then Switchblade has to win. Yep. Switchblade has to beat Moxley. But then, then it's it's 12. Swerve. But then it's Swerve in the finals against uh against Switchblade. Why would it be that? Because Jay White has nine points. He beats Moxley mm-hmm. and he gets to 12 points. Okay. And so there Moxley and Jay White are tied at 12. And then on the other oh, side, oh, swerve draw. Okay, okay. Swerve and Roosh yeah. draw and get a point, and they would be gone. So you're you're having Switchblade beat Moxley twice. <sighs> That's the thing. I could see it, and then just have Jay White just say Switchblade be like, "I got your number, Mox." I guess, I guess you know he did cut that promo uh, interrupting Renee, which was hilarious. Uh, yes. Talking about how he did, he faced Moxley in the G1. So yeah, Jay White would have to beat moxley twice in that because he did beat him in the g1 um a few years ago yeah that that works yeah swerve could draw with roosh because that would put swerve at nine or at, at 10 right yeah so swerve would be at 10 roosh would be moxley at would be at 12 yeah. and jay white would be at 12, 12 as well so they would stand okay all right swerve and roosh draw yeah i could i, could, I i'm not mad at that idea i i I, I didn't think about that scenario, but I'm not mad at it. That's why I was saying for weeks, like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this tournament until we get too deep. And that's why I'm looking at it now and saying, okay, I can maybe read the tea leaves a little better. Cause when you start, it's just like, these are matches for matches sake and they're going to be great. And I'm looking forward to the matches, but there's no story yet. You know, we're just, we're coming in, we're building these stories and, there are little little tidbits coming in there. You know, you saw the Daniel Garcia refuses to dance, but he continues to lose. So now he's going to be frustrated. He still has two matches left. He's got to face Eddie Kingston and Brody King uh, to, to finish off his tournament. And it might be the last match that he has is the one where he plays spoiler because he finally figures out how to win a match. I don't know if that's Brody or Eddie first. He has... It's Brody because he's facing Eddie this week. Yeah, he's got Eddie first. 
Um, so Eddie beats him, and then Eddie and Brody. I think Daniel Garcia and Brody King have a match and Garcia gets the win over Brody King. And that's also a big, big win for Garcia because Brody King has been on a tear this entire tournament and it's a David and Goliath type of showdown. I think you can tell a good story with switch, by the way, if he does beat Moxley twice, which makes him three and zero against Moxley. And then let's say it's Eddie Kingston coming out of the, the other league. He beats Eddie in the final. Eddie was the guy who beat him that caught that, that made him not be able to go to new Japan anymore. That was the match loser leaves new Japan. It was Eddie yep. and, and switchblade. So switchblade wins that, that basically gets him back into new Japan because he holds now one of the, the championships there. And people might be upset of like, well, what was the point of that stipulation? Oh, well, I got a title. They need, they need him to defend the title. So that's how you get back in. Like, Makes sense to me. I'm not mad at this uh, little scenario you've kind of you kind of laid out here, Joel. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm not mad at it. Neither do I, but I like the idea of it of it playing out that way. This is again, this is the fun of the Continental Classic. As you get deeper, is that the stories kind of start to reveal themselves in different ways. Or again, it could be just as easily Moxley wins, beats Jay White, and goes on to face whoever, and that's the final. And Moxley goes to the final. I don't know, but uh, I'm looking forward to it I, again. This has been a much better tournament than it than it could have been. I think it started off a little we weren't sure how it was going to be, but as we got deeper and told some stories, there's there's stuff there that's really useful. Not everyone's going to come out shining. You know, Claudio yeah, got to take L's. Well, it's, it's not even about the L's, it's just about the stories for me that are coming out of it. And like Claudio is a pretty good example of this. Claudio comes in, he's having good matches, but what what else is Claudio doing out of this? Right? I haven't yeah. seen I don't see anything stand out other than he's Claudio. And he's got Wheeler Yuta, who's the pure champion in ROH now. And he's got Filthy Tom Lawler. So maybe Claudio and Filthy Tom and Wheeler Yuta outside of the... Josh Barnett. And Josh Barnett. That's right. Uh, Everyone's going to have a big fight for the pure title. The first ever four-way for the pure title. There's some cool stuff. So um, I I give it to AEW. I know that we we make the joke here that I hate AEW, but uh, I do. And and that's fine. But uh, there's there's some good stuff in the Continental Classic. And uh, again, the devil stuff is is working for me too. There's there's reasons to watch the show again, which is something we were having trouble finding for a little while, uh, a little you know, not too long ago. Jeff Fowler drivers asked about the mystery person at Final Battle to, for the TV title. Do do you have any guesses of who this person is, Joe? So who's in it right now? Can you remind me, please? Dalton Castle. I'm yeah. trying to do this off the top of my head. So I'm please. pulling it up while you do that. No, okay, okay, okay. Still let me still let me try to go off. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's five cool. people. Dalton Castle, Kyle Fletcher, Lee Moriarty, Lee Johnson, uh, Commander. Let's go! <laughs> ROH Peer Champion Jeremy Lambert. Well, that's not really how that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question. Who's it going to be? Maybe it's Ryback. Okay, be serious. I was. It's Goldberg. Louis got it in the chat. Um, who could it be? I don't know. What's what's he? Are non competes up? Are non competes up? No, they're not up until the twentieth. Really? So there's still another five days. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, I don't know. Why not Ethan Page? Ethan Page has a friggin' I Quit match on this show. What? So why doesn't the winner of the I Quit match get into the TV title Survival of the Fittest? Stop it! I'm no. I'm being serious. 
This is the same because, reason. This is the same thing I wanted out of the Axiom and Nathan Frazier thing on NXT. Why wouldn't the winner of that go on to the U.S. title tournament? Granted, Mello is a really, really good substitution for that. But the TV but, title match is probably going to be earlier in the show, so I don't think yeah. you're having the I Quit match that early. Yeah, Chris Hero, I saw that. Like that, that'd be that'd be cool. Who's a former ROH TV champion that could really make sense? <laughs> Honestly, like I thought about that, and I hope people are ready for Jay Lethal. <laughs> we've done this. We've played this game so many times. Like I, I'm just letting you know. I hope people are ready. Okay, so here's the t- history of the television championship. Uh, Eddie Edwards, probably not. There it is. What do you mean, Christopher Daniels? Me. Christopher Daniels, maybe, maybe. El Generico, probably not. Jay Lethal, get ready for it. Roddy Strong, potentially that'd be that'd be good. Roddy that'd Strong be good. Be good. Yep, yep. Adam Cole, uh, you probably have a better way to bring him back. Um, Matt Taven, maybe Kingdom not being on this show, little weird. Should have been fighting for those tag team titles that they should have won yeah. three shows ago. Yeah. All right, Matt Taven. Oh, Tommaso- oh, I got it. I know who you're going to say, but hold on. It's not the one you think I'm going to say. But go ahead. All right. Who do you think? What, who are you going to say? I was going to say Tomohiro Ishii, but I'm also okay. Thinking, no, but you know what? I'm going to throw out another person. I think Kenny King. Kenny K-I-N-D-K. King would make a lot of sense. He, he just left Impact Wrestling. He's a free agent. He's a guy who's billed from Vegas, which isn't too far from from Texas. Uh, he's got a he's got a background. He's a former television champion. That would be a good addition to the match and a good addition to the to the Ring of Honor roster. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not fully mad at that. Tommaso Ciampa, probably not him. Lethal again, Roddy again, Ishii. Here's the answer though, Joel. Here's the answer. Big dick Bob Fish back, baby. Put the ROH TV title on him. Let's go. You know who else is from uh from Garland, Texas? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um no. no, no, no. You I mean Hot sauce Tracy Williams is another one. He just became a, a two-time father. So that's a good way to bring him right back. What if what if uh Samoa Joe just comes back in here and just like, you know what? I do want this title. <laughs> Give me this thing back. That would be fantastic. That's the guy. But yeah, that Will Ospreay is a former TV champion. That's the way they reintroduce yeah, him. No, I could see I could see Kenny King being a good little surprise. It's not it's not too much. It's not too little. It would be fun. Bobby Fish would just be so. Funny. Oh, I hope it's Bob Fish. I've <laughs> that's a good one, Redman Survivor. I hope it's Bob Fish. This is all I want right now. It's all I want. Big Dick Bob back in ROH where he belongs, kicking people, throwing real kicks. That's right, real kicks. And you know what? Bill Brook kicks. And again, going back to the devil storyline, if it is an undisputed elite reunion, can't really have one without Bobbert Fish. That's right. We need him. We need Big Dick Bob back in there, baby. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. It was Rhett Titus who had the kid, not uh, not Trace. Oh, look at you. You don't even know who's fucking out here, Joel. <laughs> Everybody is. It's wrestling. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's some. Uh, Samoe Joey had a change of heart. Take yeah, he's just like, yeah, give me Mike. this thing back. <laughs> like my toddler, just mine. 
like, wrecks yeah, all these dudes and just stacks all five of them and pins them all. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's let's move over to to SmackDown for a minute. All Roman right. Reigns coming back. Was you gonna acknowledge your travel chief? Yeah, acknowledge, yeah, baby. Roman Reigns returning for the five hundredth time. <laughs> By the way, get your super chats in for the five hundredth time. Uh, help us help us get our money's worth for the holiday season. What do we think? Who's who's he gonna face at the Rumble? Is it gonna be Randy Orton, or are we gonna give him LA Knight? Yeah. Uh it feels like it's Orton, right? Like LA Knight still wants another shot at Reigns. And it would make sense because Orton could be like, nah, I'll get you a WrestleMania. I want the big one. I want, you know, I want the main event. And then have him do that. Uh, I think I think that it's it's Orton at, at Rumble. And this is we're getting the setup. We're getting the setup here. I I want to know. I think the biggest story, the biggest question of Roman's triumphant return. Does he mention punk? Does he does he make any mention? to to CM Punk. Maybe not in the ring and maybe not him. Paul Heyman might say something offhand. I think he mentions him. I think he mentions him in the ring cuz he's talking about people returning. He's saying, "I've been gone. What's happening while I've been gone? Got Randy coming back, our truth coming back, CM Punk coming back." I think he mentions them in the ring. And then R-Truth comes out and says, I challenge you. Dude, if R-Truth comes out during this, I'm all for it. All for it. I think we've talked about this. Like, I don't need R-Truth doing like full-on bloodline stuff like Sami Zayn part of it. But like, I do need just like R-Truth in one in-ring segment, just like breaking Roman. Just like when, when R-Truth did it with Brock, just breaking him. Just like that segment... D- meant nothing went nowhere had no bearing on anything but it ruled i need that with our truth and roman our truth is just universal it doesn't matter what yeah. he does people are just they love him that, oh, that's God. that's what i love about what he's doing with judgment day right now yeah. it's just like he's just doing funny stuff and like it's it's nice levity to we run monday night and Brock loved working with our truth. Oh, everybody favorite. does. Yeah, but that was my favorite story coming out of it. Was just like Brock Lesnar, curmudgeonous guy who just shows up to work and that's it. He's like, no, no, I want to do stuff with truth. Truth, let's go, let's go hang out. Because <laughs> you know, it's just like an easy night of bullshitting, right? <laughs> like, you ain't, you ain't got to go do anything spectacular out there. You let truth be truth. You laugh. You you have a funny line and then you just there's nothing difficult working with truth. Yeah. That's that's why I'm sure all the top guys love that. It's like, yeah, I ain't gotta be super serious. I can lay back a little. Yeah, and, and truth always brings he brings his role and he plays it well. It's fun. The Roman Reigns thing for tonight is labeled as Roman Reigns returns to handle tribal business, whatever that is. And then the write-up is the tribal chief returns to handle some tribal business with the Royal rumble just around the corner. The head of the table will need to lock down his tribe and figure out how to navigate his road to WrestleMania. That is some convoluted bullshit, but I'm looking forward to it. Solo and Jimmy are presumably going to be a part of that build. What's it going to be? Is it going to be go after the tag titles, bring them home? Or is it just going to be, no, we're staying away because we like the judgment day. We're working. 
No, I don't think it's going to be anything with the tag team titles. I think it's going to be praise for Solo because he got John Cena out of WWE. I think it's going to be chastising Jimmy because he keeps losing and everything. And and that's kind of that's kind of it. Like I'm not expecting anything spectacular. I, I think it'll be a lot of addressing Randy Orton or Orton comes out and squares up to him. Like that that Roman Randy Orton or that Roman Randy interaction is gonna go kind of crazy. Like and, and we've fans been are gonna be into that. Yeah, and we've been waiting for it. It's been something that yeah. was supposed to happen at SummerSlam two years ago almost. So this is a uh, yeah, this is a big opportunity to to tell the Roman Reigns Randy Orton story. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. And then the uh, U.S. title tournament continues. Kevin Owens takes on Austin Theory with a broken freaking hand. I, I think mean, Mello, I think I think there's going to be involvement from Grayson Waller. We talked about it on Monday's show, uh, and Mello's got his match against uh, against Grayson Waller. Waller showed up on NXT to do a little backstage thing off screen as digital exclusive talk some trash with Carmelo Hayes. There's some good stuff building up to this match. Yeah. I I mean, we've talked about it uh, plenty this week when it was mellow. Like I don't need Austin theory going far in this tournament. There are ways to do this. I'm very curious how they do this with Carmelo because he is such a big part of an NXT storyline right now of how you don't completely undermine that with now him being in the U S title tournament. Yeah, and again, I gave my thoughts on Monday. I'll just reiterate, I really feel like Mello can go all the way to the finals, take on Bobby Lashley. Lashley makes it to the finals as a babyface. They have a good match. Lashley wins. Lashley shakes Mello's hands. Mello goes back to NXT to finish off whatever he's doing. Easy peasy. And then meanwhile, KO has to contend with Tweedle and Tweedledum. I hope we get more more Grayson Waller and Kevin Owens. I like Grayson Waller. He's pretty good, that Grayson Waller. He like he's been doing a lot of media. He, really throughout his entire time, but he he's done some this week. He comes off so well. And like he gets it. You know, like he really gets it of like I know when to play the kind of the social media game to get people talking. And then I know I'm also respectful. Like he he talked about being trained by Ace Steel. And so when Punk came back around, he's like, yeah, like I'm happy to have CM Punk here. Like this is, I think this is great. Like this is good news for us. But I'm also going to get myself in trouble probably because I'm going to say some shit about CM Punk when the time's right. And we're going to, you know, we're going to have to hash it out in the ring type of thing. Like he, he just gets it. I'll never forget the Grayson Waller story when Nigel McGinnis was in NXT. And he's talking about, Nobody knew who Nigel McGinnis was, but me and I think he said Andre Chase was the other one. Me and Andre Chase would always just go to him and like pick his brain on stuff and like, hey, we know who you are. We know your background. How can you help us? He's a real student of the game. And again, comes across very well on media, does very well on on the microphone, uh, in promo segments, in ring and stuff like that. Good wrestler. Finisher's got to change. Don't like that at all. Uh, but I like Grayson Waller. Got high hopes. High hopes for him, not only on television, but he's even said, like, oh, what do you think of comparisons about The Miz and MJF? He's like, why would I be mad at that? You got one guy who is the face of the one company and the world champion in that company, 
And you got another guy who is a multi-time champion, multi-time Grand Slam winner, WrestleMania main eventer, two-decade-long career. Why would I be mad if you're going to say I'm the Miz? Like, I'll be mad if you compare me to somebody who hasn't accomplished anything. That's when I'm mad about stuff. But, like, yeah, why would you be mad at that? Shout out Grayson Waller. I like him. He should win this whole tournament. And then Grayson Waller, Logan Paul, it's a dope match. That is a match that I want to see down the road because I just – you want to talk about it's not even a clash of styles that is just two styles of the same variety <laughs> getting in the ring i want to see those two and everyone will be like wait which one's which they're both blonde guys wearing wearing boxing attire <laughs> they should have a shoot fight too I want to see they that. should the, yeah. the u.s tournament should be a brawl for all oh everything should be a brawl for all for being honest wrestling like, should be mma is what you're getting to yeah yeah let see these guys just shoot on each other. CM Punk just cowering in fear in the corner. He could probably take some people. I mean, I don't know. Who? I don't want to like, downplay anybody. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give me ideas. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to downplay anybody. Uh, I'm sure chat's going to bury some people right now anyway. <laughs> Why Soulable, speaking of which, says it's payday. So I'm sharing the wealth. Thanks for the content, guys. Thank Thanks. you, Why Soulable. Thanks. We appreciate you. We appreciate our chats. Y'all, y'all are fun. We we love we love hey, the get, show. Get your final yeets in to the to the chat. If you're joining us late, put a yeet in the uh chat and um we're gonna pick a name here in a second. And the winner, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy you a copy of Cam Hawkins, um, the very best wrestlers of 2023, Cam and and friends, friends including Molly Bell, uh Phil Lindsay. For some reason, John Alba and and other great friends who helped Cam with this project. So get a yeet if you have not yet done that in the chats. And you're a nerd. You've already done that. You don't get two entries. You don't get two entries off of this. Um, all right, but get 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 that in, and we'll we'll pick a name here here in a second. I'll even put the name spinner on screen so that way nobody thinks I'm cheating. My God, I can this. I get in on this then? I mean, if you want, Joel, oh. if you want to try to take take money if you want to try to take this opportunity from that. somebody else then sure if you would like but if you don't win and i hope if you do you enjoy it if you don't win and if you have the means please consider getting one of these uh getting one of these i don't even know what to call it is it's a, it's a it's zine a book. it's a yeah, book it's a so. zine I it's it a book. cool little thing that that cam and his friends put together uh to round out 2023 so if you can and you have the means please go ahead and do it it's the pin tweet on cam's twitter at seahawks c-e-e-h-a-w-k okay yeah all right so we got everybody with their their final final yeet ones um Padre, you 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 yeeted oh i guess he did yeetology oh i mean if you want to pass that on to somebody else apologize finisher i've already i've already entered your name now all right let's uh let's pull up the the spin the wheel make a deal deal here yeah yeah um hold on random name wheel I can put this on screen. Should be able to. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Oh, I got. It, I got. It, I got it. Share screen. Share. There we go. Not Delaware. Yes. There we Let's go. go. All right. You can see the the names from last time. There. All, right, all the names are there. All right. We're gonna click. We're gonna click spin here. You ready, everybody? Are you ready? Makes a cool sound too. It does. I don't know if people can hear it. Oh. This dude oh, hey, shit. 
<laughs> a shot has won. It's rigged. It's AI rigged. A <laughs> shot. Congratulations. Send me a DM on on Twitter. Uh, I assume it's, it's through like an email that I will be able to send this to you. So send me a DM on Twitter, A shock, and then I will uh, get this get this sent out to you. We appreciate everyone played. Yes. And again, this is a, a fun little a fun little zine. I know. Sorry, friends who didn't win, but at least you tried. We should eliminate one person at a time. <laughs> We're here for the next three hours. So this guy, go pretty quick. That was fun. Anyway, uh, is there anything else we got to get through today? There's, I don't know. there's a lot of wrestling this weekend. Go ahead and watch it. Rampage Collision, uh, Final Battle, SmackDown. Don't watch it. Do watch it. Enjoy the weekend because there's plenty of that. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to plug before we get out of here? Rob and Maggie are live at three o'clock here on the channel. It's their 200th episode, I think. No, it's their two year episode. Two year, yeah. Two year episode. So, yeah. whatever number that corresponds to, that is it. It's two two years. There you go. Oh, A Shock is asking to spin again. He, he just, yeah. all right, we can we can do that. Do it. Let's do We got time. We got all time. Right. Hold on. Now I have to re pull this up. Hold on. Looks, looks like Grabbing Survivor was right. We are eliminating one at a time. Yeah. Why are you making me do more work, Ace Shock? That's I, what I, the show has become. More uh, work for Jeremy. All right. Well, at least it's all it's all saved. And I, I think Ace Shock's... All right. Well, his name is... Oh, it's already gone. Yeah, it's not there anymore. So... Oh, no. There it is. I'll just remove his name. Okay. There. Okay. Uh, and now uh, this is gonna... gonna okay. gotta Val. You gotta add Val, too, apparently. I gotta add Val... I need to also add um, somebody else came in very late. Oh, it's Bruno. 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 Yeah, Bruno. So these late entries are, are getting in there. All right. So we'll add Bruno. We'll add Val. There we go. Okay. Hold on. I got to do the share screen. I don't like doing more work. Stop it. Stop it. All right. There. Everybody, everybody see it? Everybody good? Everybody going to be happy with this? Let's go. All right, here we go. The, the winner better accept this thing. Oh my God, they just got in. TD Storm. There you go. There we go. Toronto Dominion Storm. Congratulations. Send, send me a DM on Twitter uh, and uh, I'll get you hooked up with this TD Storm. I just, see, I just saw him in the chat too. So there you go. All right. Okay, no more. Please accept this gift. If, if you don't accept it, then I'm not giving this to anybody. I'll keep it for myself. You'll throw it on the ground? I mean, maybe. maybe. I don't have anything to plug. Watch wrestling this weekend. Don't watch wrestling this weekend. I don't really care. It's not my life. It's yours. Live it however you want to. Eh. Uh, Uprising Women Athletes. Got to talk about that. Dreamwave. They announced that they're doing that. So Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Good go, on them. Go, 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 go get on that, okay? At Uprising Women A, because you can only make your your Twitter name so long. I know I just do Uprising Women. It's not important. Uh, go enjoy it. Get in there. Jeremy's got nothing else to plug. Neither do I. So I think we're good. Go enjoy your weekend. Go watch Robin Maggie at 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. I'm oh, hoping that we're going to be back with with all the fun from the weekend to talk about and then some. Okay, how about that? I am Actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, have a good weekend. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.